Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Add WFAN to your contacts to talk New York sports with us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Welcome back to the fan. Lori Rubinson here with you. And NBA free agency and trades and big names um, out there potentially. The Knicks and Nets doing a little business to talk about it. We bring in Ian Begley. He is the NBA insider for SNY and also host of The Putback. Uh, hey, Ian, how are you? Hey, Lori, how are you? I'm doing fine. And so before we get into what the Knicks did and Nets and all of this, big picture, can you explain for uh, all of us and uh, our listeners the new collective bargaining agreement has changed some of how teams are valuing cap space and what's going on. I know that we could probably spend two hours talking about it, but can you talk about how teams are looking at this and it's causing a little bit of different behavior? Yeah, the teams that have a high amount of salary committed, uh, let's call it like 30% over normal teams, those teams are getting a stiffer financial penalty for spending that much money. And they're getting certain uh, avenues you could use to acquire players taken away from them. And so teams don't want to be up there anymore in the stratosphere of uh, total team salary. So that's why you're seeing teams that are up there uh, trying to shed some salary, shed some contracts, or at least not be up there over a multi-year period because if you're, if you're over certain thresholds over a multi-year period, the tax just gets more and more onerous, and you're limited, again, in, in the tools that you have to acquire players. So it made life more difficult for the teams that are, are big spenders, that are spending irregardless of the luxury tax. Uh, the middle-class teams, I think, are, are in better shape because of that, um, but you don't want to be in the stratosphere for several seasons, you know, unless you're, you're doing it because you have a short window and you just are, are going for a title or bust. Uh, financially, it just becomes more difficult to do that. So you better get it right if you are going over um, and, and have a real winning window. Um, which brings us to then, um, let's talk about the Knicks and how they've been acting over the last uh, couple of days and how they're approaching free agency. And, you know, the the two big moves, obviously, they signed Dante DiVin, uh, Vincenzo and they trade away Obi Toppin, their former first-round draft pick, um, for a couple of, of second-round picks. 
Um, with DiVincenzo, what kind of player are the Knicks getting, and how does he fit into their plans? You know, he shot it really well last year in Golden State. He was third in field goal percentage on the Warriors behind Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. I think he shot around 39% from beyond the arc. So if he could replicate that, I mean, the Knicks would be adding a very good perimeter shooting. But more than that, for DiVincenzo, a great cutter offensively. So he'll keep the opposite side of the floor moving, hopefully create easy opportunities uh, for the Knicks, and so there's that. But really, other end of the floor, a good team defender can defend screens well, uh, off defend off the ball well, uh, defends the passing lane pretty well. So, you know, almost a little bit in that Josh Hart, uh, Villanova gritty mold that the Knicks um, seem to like because they've gotten that that type of player several times now. And I guess their hope is that he can slide into the rotation. And they can shift things around a little bit with Obi topping out uh, to where, you know, they continue to build off uh, last year's 47 wins. Yeah, you can never have too many good players. And seems like DiVincenzo is a good player and another one of these Villanova guys who's buddies with Jalen Brunson and, and Josh Hart. But is there now a, um, a logjam at that you know, kind of off guard to the position and in terms of grimes or quickly um, and looking for minutes for people, is that going to be an issue? Or do you see some of these guys, whether it's Hart uh, or DiVincenzo or some, is somebody going to play um, a, you know, kind of a classic small forward or wing or, you know, it, it feels like there's a little bit of out of balance here right now with the, getting rid of an OB Toppin and adding another player who's, who needs minutes, um, but is a little bit smaller. Sure. No, absolutely. I mean, yeah, who's the backup power forward now? And I think if I'm guessing, right, I could see RJ Barrett getting time there because Tom Thibodeau in the Knicks really liked Barrett playing with some of the bench unit, so mm-hmm. that would give him the opportunity to do that. Maybe Josh Hart, even, you know, small ball four, uh, depending on if they really wanted to go small. And, uh, you know, if they want to go big, Tom Thibodeau did use uh, when there was, I think Mitchell Robinson was hurt, he used Jerko Sims and Isaiah Hartenstein uh, a lot in a lineup, and he really liked the rebounding numbers for those lineups and the, the way that, team function functioned as a whole with those two on the floor so maybe you do that if you want to go big uh as far as you know acquiring another player i i can't see the knicks uh you know going out and signing a backup four because that would mean that would mean they're going to a 10-man rotation and they had so much success last year with that nine-man rotation i would just be surprised if tom thibodeau decide to go away from that, go back to 10 men, and and just to fill up, fill that backup power forward role. And why, you know, as I said a moment ago, the Knicks trade away OB Toppin, former, you know, top 10 pick, lottery pick, um, fan favorite, and a guy who was effective in minutes when he had the opportunity, and they trade him away for two second-round picks to Indiana. And some of this is to open up that spot and make things work to to be able to sign a guy like Dante DiVincenzo. But um, why why was Obi Toppin not a guy that fit into the Knicks' plans? Yeah, so, I mean, the bottom line here, it's mismanagement of an asset when you 
draft, you select somebody at number eight in 2020, and then in 2023, you're trading that player essentially to, to get off his money and to get two second round picks back. So that's just bottom line. That's, that's mismanaging an asset. But I think when you look at Toppin, it was, it was uh, kind of a perfect storm because they drafted him. They had Julius Randle uh, coming off his first, first year in New York, I think, where it was a struggle for Randle. And think, so yeah. I think the plan at that time when they drafted Toppin, at least according to teams in touch with the Knicks, was that, you know, Toppin would eventually be the guy. They would trade Randall at some point uh, over the course of that season or the following off season, and and Randall would be the power forward. Now, obviously, Julius Randall, you know, ruins those plans, so to speak, by having an All Star year and an All NBA year that season and helping lead the Knicks to the playoffs. And so, that was established early on, where you know Toppin was stuck behind an All Star power forward, and that dynamic continued to play out over the following two seasons and you know here we were at the end of this year uh Toppin entering uh, a season where he'd be a restricted free agent and you know that it just wasn't working there was no workaround to get Obi Toppin more time to expand his role as long as Julius Randle was here and and was playing at a high level and you know was was a player that you counted on if you're the Knicks to help you uh win games so that it was really just as simple as that and I think what you what I see is, I just wonder if they, once you commit to Randall as being your guy, once you know that he's he's an important part of, of your team, shouldn't you then try to trade Obi Toppin earlier when the value is higher? Because, again, two second rounders and essentially to free up money, uh, it just doesn't seem like good asset management to me. Yeah. Uh, I would agree with that. Talking to Ian Begley from SNY about the uh, the Knicks and free agency, and um, so there are big names that are out there still, obviously, and we've got some uh, some of our followers here on Twitter wanting to know. So whether it's Dame Lillard, of course, is the big name. Um, James Harden is out there. What's the likelihood that the Knicks or Nets are involved with either one of those players? And even if it is, um, I've seen some rumors, you know, are the Nets potentially involved or one of the teams involved in a, in th- in a three-way trade where they're taking a player to facilitate it, let's say, with a team like the Heat or someone else? Yeah, let's start there, Lori, because you know, we reported yesterday about the Nets being contacted as one of those uh, potential third teams in a Miami-Portland deal mm-hmm. that sends Damian Lillard to Miami. And, and I think what was discussed or the kind of framework, basic framework, was uh, the Nets taking back Tyler Hero because Portland does not value Tyler Hero in that way where you know they're going to be rebuilding – Around a lot of young players, Scoot Henderson and, and Tyler Hero, great great player in his own right, but just his contract uh, doesn't align with where they are. So they're looking for another team to take on Hero, and I, that's why the Nets were contacted. I, I do think that, you know, at least what I had heard uh, as recently as yesterday evening was that they did have interest in taking on Hero. But I think the tricky part there, first of all, all three team deals are tricky, but there <laughs> they would want to be compensated in some way, whether it was uh, getting off of uh, some salary or getting draft picks to take on Hero. And so that's where it gets complicated. Um, I, I, 
to me, the framework of the deal makes a lot of sense, but getting the particulars in a place where everybody feels good about it is always tricky. Next, James Harden, I can only see it if it's a, it's a cheap uh, acquisition. If you're not giving up, you know, everything that you've saved here over the past four or five years, uh, you're not giving that up uh, in a James Harden deal. If you can get Harden for, you know, 50 cents on the dollar, maybe you do it then just because you say, you know, it's a, it's a good value play. But I can't see them thinking that James Harden is the long-term answer, is their big play, and that's the guy they're going to give up, you know, a couple of young players and multiple picks for. I can't see that happening. Are you surprised when that, you know, here was Leon Rose, the super agent um, coming in, and the talk or thought was that the Knicks would then make that play for the big superstar. And if anything, this has been somewhat of a, I don't know, safe, sensible, methodical um, building by Leon Rose and the Knicks front office. Um, there's always talk of that acquiring that superstar. But are you surprised that they have taken that, that strategic approach? You know, I, I'm not because the idea of, of them eventually acquiring a superstar, I think, is still the ultimate plan. But they've just been patient in putting not putting themselves in position because I think really, you know, Steve Mills and Scott Perry kind of set the table for them to have this have these draft picks and have the books in pretty good shape. And they've made very good decisions in their own right, uh, drafting and adding talent. But really I think they're waiting for that player that's the perfect fit. Like with Donovan Mitchell, he was that guy. He was that guy. It just got to a point where Utah they felt was that was being unreasonable. And um, and they moved on. And so, yeah, Leon Rose has shown really, really good restraint, uh, great restraint. Uh, and when I say great, I mean a, a high level. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not just outwardly praising it. I'm just saying at a high level on that big deal. So you wonder where the big deal is and what it's going to be. And that's why I don't think, like you talk about Damian Lillard, you talk about James Harden, those guys, great players, but they don't seem like the perfect fit. They don't seem like the player that, Leon Rose and his group would put all their chips on the table for Paul George. I don't think the Clippers want to give him up, but if Mm -hmm. they changed course there, I think the Knicks would be aggressive. And it's another one of those instances where you're giving up some of what you have kind of hoarded over the past three, four years, but you're not going to give up all of it. So there would be, you know, subsequent moves in play there, but I think they have strong interest in Paul George if he were to become available. And, then before I let you go, um, for net fans, you know, we talked about what they might be involved in, in um, potentially in a trade in Tyler Hero. But, um, w- you know, evaluate their um, free agency so far, you know, re-signing Cam Johnson, obviously their their big move. And then Lonnie Walker, the fourth, Dennis Johnson, they sent away Patty Mills. Big picture. Um, do you like what the Nets have done so far? Yeah, I think top priority for them was getting Cam Johnson back because he was one of the big pieces that you got back in the Kevin Durant trade. So losing him would be tough. And they retained him. Uh, They retained him. And I think a contract that it maybe it looks big today, but as the money and finances start to change and the, the, 
salary cap and luxury tax and all that just keeps rising, that contract is going to look very good, I think, when you get towards the middle and the back end of it. So I think they did a great job so far getting Cam Johnson. Let's see what happens uh, from here on out, if they get involved and how they get involved in any kind of a big-name trade. Uh, I thought they did well in the draft, too. I mean, you never know how players are going to pan out, but they took two of the youngest players in the draft and uh, two very talented players in the spots they were picked. So, yeah, I think so far so good for the Brooklyn Nets. And it's just a matter of do you decide, hey, we want to go all in on Damian Bird? I don't think they're there. Can you get involved as a third team and can you make yourself or get assets as a third team? I think that's a real possibility. So it'll be interesting to see how they proceed there. Ian Begley, you can follow him um, online and follow him at SNY. Um, Great stuff covering both Knicks, Nets, um, and the NBA. Appreciate the time. Catch up with you soon. Sounds good, Lori. Take care. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.